We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. <laughs> Thinking far off me, you damn thirty-eight! No! Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a genetically modified ape. Oh no, wait, it's just Chris. <laughs> I was gonna start making ape noises then. Oh. And then you jumped in with, oh no, it's Chris, so now I can't. What kind of ape would you be? I would be a baboon? common chimp, which is what Caesar is. Except he's not too common. Oh. Yeah, that was bad. Okay, moving on. It was on. bad. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what are we doing in this week's uh, episode? We're doing uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is 20th Century Fox's sort of reboot slash prequel trilogy of films, uh, followed by Dawn and eventually the upcoming War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, this week's episode is all all on your shoulders, Chris. I've been relaxing, enjoying the sun, and all the pressure's been on you. You've been handling it well, yes? No breakdowns of any sort? I remember to do it at 2am this morning. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd seen the film, I just hadn't planned anything. <laughs> oh, right. Well, this'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go on. How How does this... Rise of the Apes star. Okay, well, just some background info first. Uh, 2011 film, directed by Rupert Wyatt. Okay. Know him? Anything? Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yep, I know him from that. Okay, so this film stars James Franco, playing a character called Will Rodman. He's a scientist working at a uh, laboratory that's called... It's going to be Genesis, but it's like Gen... Not... Apostrophe S-Y-S, so it's like Gensis. So spell is it spelled more or less accurately than Terminator Genesis? It's spelled the same way as I spelled Genesis, but it's got a dash in between halfway through it. Gen dash sis. Yes. Ah. So two separate words. Well no, one word because it's connected by a dash. Okay. Anyway. So James still Franco. don't like that spelling. <laughs> so James Franco's character, Will Rodman's a scientist at this facility, and he's working on a um a virus to act as a cure to Alzheimer's. The virus is called ALZ-112. Ah, catchy name. Yes, very. Um, don't know what ALZ stands for. Alzheimer's. Oh, it's probably short probably for good. it. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Oh, you're quite clever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do have a degree in science, so... <laughs> oh, bloody da. <laughs> I'm wasted on a movie podcast. <laughs> it's where it should be. And like, uh, like most new drugs and stuff like this, well, actually, not like most i don't really know but they're testing this one on chimps as a scientist chris as i would test it on chimps first you would okay so yeah Actually, I'd test it on you first <laughs> bring it on yeah the drug is basically to cure alzheimer's so they're testing it as one particular chimp so they're testing this one particular <laughs> chimp who they've nicknamed bright eyes uh there is a they call her this because the virus gives them a, a green hint to the eyes makes them more pretty looking oh, okay and uh they're getting positive results back from it and everything will's excited and he goes to the director of this company, Stephen Jacobs. Not, not the director of the film. <laughs> <laughs> the director of the film. This is going swell. <laughs> uh, Stephen Jacobs, who's played by David... I can't pronounce his last name. Is it Oswald Wall? <laughs> it's, it's a long one. Ozilu... Oh, no, David. <laughs> it, he's played by a lovely actor called David. 
and he goes to him and he's like look at these results the chimp she's got better and she's got smarter because she's completing tests and stuff quicker than what the sudoku puzzles crosswords word searches that game where you put a shape into the correct shape i think the one she actually finishes is where it's got the three uh the three sticks you got to move the discs about putting a big one on top of a smaller one from one side to the other i couldn't do that well i can't either but apparently (laughs) this chimp can so stephen jacobs or jacobs as we'll call him was is like great i'm gonna set up a board meeting show us what you got we'll get the funding for it it's all gonna go well and what they're meant to do is they're meant to bring bright eyes in for this meeting when they go to get her out, she's acting a bit uh, a bit cagey. She doesn't want to come out. When they do eventually get her out, she goes nuts. She attacks several staff workers. She runs right around the system. Uh, around the system? She runs <laughs> right around the center and smashes into the boardroom and ends up being shot dead by a security guard. So you've got a dead chimp on your table. There's blood everywhere. A dead genetically modified chimp. Yes. Ugh. The funding is going to stop. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to fund that. And then uh, Jacobs basically says, you know, well, we've lost all the funding, euthanize the other apes, and we're going to shut down the whole, pro- the whole program. However, they kill the other 12 apes, and when they go back to Bright Eyes' uh, cage, they find out she's been so aggressive because she's just given birth to a baby chimp. Ah. How they didn't know she was pregnant. How they didn't see another chimp in the in cage the, as well. Anyway, yeah, is uh, beyond me, but that's how it goes. Basically, the scientist, Franklin by Tyler Labin is saying he's found his baby chimp James Franco's like oh, I don't want it he's like well I'm not going to kill it so here's the chimp here's the needle deal with it now James Franco's not a cruel person or at least his character Will isn't a cruel person in real life he, so it, he'd probably kill that chimp stomp on it <laughs> wow so he's like you know what I'm going to I'm going to take the ape home with me I'm going to take him home and he calls it Caesar and he goes home and uh, Caesar starts displaying high intelligence far beyond what you should do and also, he's good company for his dad, because his dad has Alzheimer's. Hence his interest in the, in the Alzheimer's whole research program. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he watches how Caesar gradually grows in intelligence, and he's like, holy crap, this drug works. So he gets some of it, and he gives it to his dad. His dad regains full cognitive function again. It's joy all around and everything. The years go by, Caesar gets older. I think when he's three years old, he's completing uh, puzzles and tests that are designed for, like, eight-year-old kids and stuff. He's getting super smart. Ah, should be it's big a... warning signs at this point. Well, no, it's a breakthrough in science. Unless he's, like, planning murder sprees. No, he's very friendly, actually. However, his dad starts to slowly relapse. This is due to his uh, the antibodies in his system building up, because the cure is a virus. Yeah, so, so his body will eventually start re- fighting it, yeah. and then it'll cause him to go back into... Uh, or show signs of Alzheimer's. So that's that's no good for... Uh, James Franco's dad. He's played by um, John... John Ligwo? Ligwo? Lithgow. Lithgow, <laughs> Lithgow. yes. Lithgow, yes. Yeah. He's also called Charles is his character's oh, name, okay. I should point that out. Well, John seems great in most things. Good, yeah, I, I enjoy actor. him as an actor. Yeah. So Charles starts to relapse. Will's like, oh crap, I need to sort of get working. He figures out as he needs a stronger version of the virus, a more aggressive version. One that isn't susceptible to the... To the antibodies. Yeah. Know. Now, while his dad's having this relapse there's an unfortunate incident in which his dad uh, comes out of the house and he sees a car a really nice looking car parked out in the street and a person's left the driver's door open don't know why they've done this but his dad thinks it's his car he gets in it he tries to drive it it doesn't go well he ends up rear-ending and hitting the car on either side so in front and back okay that's no good i'm guessing the owner isn't very happy with the this. owner comes storming out 
doesn't exchange insurance details like a normal he person. He does not. He grabs Will's dad out of the car, holds on, he's shouting at him, you know, what are you doing? This isn't your car. Obviously, with Alzheimer's, he doesn't really understand what's happening. He's trying to call the police. This freaks out Charles, who then sort of tries to grab the phone off him. They're having a bit of a scuffle. Yeah. Caesar's watching all of this from his window. Now, Caesar's very protective of Charles. He's bonded strong with him. Yeah, as he would do. So he runs down there and starts chasing. <laughs> <laughs> starts chasing a neighbour. Uh, sort of attacking no, I'm, him. I'm guessing that the neighbours... Do they know that James Franco's got a chimp living with him? I think they do. He sometimes goes out with the chimp. Oh, goes just takes it for walks around takes parks it. and things. Yeah. Ah, so cool. he's, he's seen it. So, And basically Caesar starts attacking him. And it ends with Caesar biting this guy's finger. And uh, it's not good. The police turn up. Animal control turn up. It takes Caesar away. Yes. I mean, I thought they would have taken Caesar and put him to sleep. Because it's like a dangerous animal sort of thing. But they don't. They take him to a primate sanctuary. Yeah. Does James Franco petition for his... For him to not be destroyed. Is that is that you, probably you don't, why? Probably. I mean, you don't see that. You see him lodging appeals to uh, get Caesar released from the sanctuary to come back home with him. Right. But that's still going through at the moment. And is this facility for chimps and apes, is it nice? Is it pleasant? It's not run <laughs> by, say, an evil member of Slytherin House? It's not, it's not run by him, no. No. <laughs> it comes across as a okay place, but quickly turns out to be a not okay place. Oh. Because of Draco Malfoy running Because of Draco Malfoy, pretty much. <laughs> Crucioing every, <laughs> everyone he comes across. <laughs> so oh, good. They take him to this primate care centre. It's run by, uh, I've got my notes, Daddy Landon, because I haven't got his first <laughs> name. <laughs> He's played by Brian Cox. Everybody knows Brian Cox. Yeah. He's an yeah. other actor. He's now, a he... professor of science. No, no, I know. <laughs> wrong I know Brian. And uh, his son helps and is sort of the primary primate caretaker, if primary you like. Primary primate. I like that. And uh, the son's... Draco. Yeah, well. Tom Felton. His character's name is Dodge Landon. Dodge. Dodge Landon. As in the now, car. Yes. <laughs> interesting fact about their names. Dodge and Landon are both names of astronauts from the original 1970s Planet of the Apes film. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. Same as the first name of Brian Cox's character, which I haven't got written down, oh. is also a name of one of the astronauts from the original film. All right. Which I'll, is why I have to believe you. You could be which, making this up. I, I'm not. Because I've not. You may be interested to know as well that before James Franco, it was Tobey Maguire was meant to get the role. All but right. Talks uh, broke down with him and eventually sort of went, You're being too difficult. Yeah. James Franco, come here. Maguire does have that reputation of being a bit tricky to work with. I've never heard it before. Yeah, I think he does have a bit of a reputation of being slightly awkward to work with. I, I There's probably more okay. awkward people, but. Edward Norton. Ed, yeah, Norton for one, but yeah, I can understand that. And Franco, I think he's pretty laid back because he's part of that. Um, not Seth Rogen, is it Seth Rogen? Oh, the, uh, the, the comedy sauce, clip. The, yeah, thing. the sausage yeah, party crew. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess he's probably a bit easier to work with. Okay, so Caesar goes in there. Dodge is a bit of a dick to the apes. Obviously, you don't cast Draco to, to be, be a, a nice, nice character. Guy. No. Although saying that, his character in the Flash is is charming. He's in the is Flash. It, yeah, he's in the Flash. He's a science mm. guy. He's not a science guy in this. No. I was going to say he's a science guy in this. <laughs> so Caesar goes in and he has difficulties with the humans at first. They're not nice. They're kept in small cages and that lot. He's very distressed because Will's left. Strange environment. Yeah. Strange apes. Strange people. And he's wearing it's t-shirt not... and jeans. Oh, is he being picked on by the Which... apes for wearing people clothes? Yeah, they, they do say about we should take his clothes off. It's not going to go down with the other apes. And uh, Dodge is like, 
No, we're going to leave them on. The silver cost Caesar threw some food at him and laughed. So Caesar goes into the enclosure. He meets all the other apes. And you've got an ape called Rocket. He's the alpha ape at the moment. He is motion captured. I should point out Caesar's motion captured by Andy Circus. Of course, the great Circus. Rocket, who's motion captured by a Terry Notari. That's a difficult first and okay. second name. And he's the alpha male. Caesar goes to shake his hand. Doesn't go down well. Rocket rips off his clothes and sort of beats him up a bit. Caesar goes back to his cage. There's an emotional scene where he, he gets a, a bit of stone and draws on a wall a picture of the window he used to look out of back when he lived with Will. Oh, right. It's very emotional. Everybody's crying. It's, Are you it's crying? a distressing scene. I, I wasn't crying. You much. Shed one d- <laughs> Not much. No, I mean, I was cutting onions at the same time, so it was hard to say oh, what okay. I was crying at, you really. You had dust in your eye. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This keeps going on and on and on until Caesar has enough. Does he rise up? He rises up Challenges Rocket. Rocket. Okay. He does this by, first off, breaks out of the enclosure with some ingenious apery. And <laughs> using... <laughs> apery? <laughs> using the intimidation of a big gorilla called Buck that he frees. He hits Rocket on the head of a metal can. Oh. And then okay. basically takes control of the... Uh, He's the alpha now. Yeah, I don't know what a group of apes is called. It's A herd, a school, a murder, a, a cuddle? <laughs> a community of apes. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, Will, whose dad is relapsing further, starts panicking. And he goes back to Jacobs, who the guy he works for, and he's like... I want to talk about 112 again as drugs. Jacob's like, no, it was disastrous. We're not going to do it. Ah, I smuggled some out and I used it my dad. Does he now go the head of this scientific company? Does he go, that was highly illegal. I should probably arrest you because it's not been approved for testing on humans. Yes. Does he, but say, he doesn't that? say that? No, he Instead, doesn't do the sensible no. ethical thing. He's going to. He's like, why would you do this? You know, it's illegal. You're going to lose your job. And Will's like, ah, but he fully recovered and got smarter. At which point Jacob was like, Smarter, you say? Is he seeing dollar signs? He is seeing a lot of dollar signs. I know you've done all this illegal stuff, <laughs> but I want the money. Okay, let's do it. So, so do they, they make a stronger drug? Yes. I presume it all goes well. Actually, to begin with, it's sort of... D- no, it doesn't. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a ALZ-113. Makes it's sense. stronger, yeah. Now, rather than it's been a uh, liquid injection, they've made it into a gas. As you do. As you do. Yes. To make it safe. To make it safe and even more contagious obviously <laughs> so what goes wrong because it, it goes so wrong doesn't it, it the it virus gets wrong. out who's so the unlucky bastard that's patient x it's franklin oh no so what they go to do is give it to an ape called kobo and while they're putting the mask over kobo and they're giving him the drug one of the valves gets too much pressure on it and pops off this knocks into franklin who knocks off a uh, a gas mask he's wearing he gets it on quickly but not before he's inhaled a little bit of it. Just a tiny just bit. Just a tiny bit. Obviously, the company would put him under some sort of quarantine. He's just been exposed to a virus that uh, we have no proof is, is safe for humans and yeah. could be very contagious and, and, and terrible. So surely, yeah, you think sensible they would. company. They wouldn't just let him go home no. when he lives next to a pilot. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what happened. Will went, are you okay? Franklin went, yes, and that was it. They continued on. Oh, good. Good health and safety. We already know. I mean, Jacob's <laughs> already is ignored contamination. <laughs> are they're, you okay? They're a bit lenient. Sure. Yeah, why not? I think I'm fine. Now, the new drug, it works. Kobo, he gets huge leaps in intelligence. So they continue with the testing. Franklin's becoming increasingly ill at this point. 
and he goes to Will's house because he's like, I need help, perhaps he can help me. He bumps into Will's neighbour. This is the guy who got bit by Caesar in the first place. Yeah. And he sneezes on him. A bloody sneeze. <laughs> At which point the pilot... He's a pilot, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. This comes I, in a I big did, play later know, on, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the neighbour's like, oh, you're disgusting, get out of here. And then goes off again. Okay. Uh, Franklin, you don't see where he goes after this. He continues on. I'm guessing back to his house. Yeah. Now he doesn't later, get the help that he needs. He doesn't, then... no. He's later found by a lady. I don't know if it's a maid or a cleaner or a friend, whoever. Neighbour. And uh, she comes to his house and he's laying on his bed. He's dead. All right. He's got blood pouring out of his ears, his nose, his mouth. It's not good. That's okay. why you need stringent quality Test. control and contamination testing. Yeah. So, yeah, really we have to survive his initial exposure the virus so whose idea was it to make it airborne an aerosol uh, it doesn't really say i think it was probably wills because he wanted a more aggressive delivery system i don't know if that works more aggressively than directly into the bloodstream i, w- yeah, I didn't I, think it would i'd say injection straight into the bloodstream would be more i mean i don't know anything about this fictional virus but i'd imagine they it- give very little away from it all you know is it's called 113 and it kills humans and makes apes smart it doesn't even say why it kills humans. that's all you need plot convenience so yeah the best thing would be is it just a gas mask he's wearing is he wearing a full body no that, that, not that's another thing suit? i was thinking no they're only wearing gas masks with flimsy straps which is why his strap <laughs> comes off when he gets knocked yeah i would have thought they would have been wearing full hazmat suits yeah and you'd have to because it could get on your clothes you don't have to necessarily breathe in an aerosol poison or, or toxic absorb into the skin and stuff yeah absorbed into your skin if it gets into your eyes that's because you've got blood vessels in your eyes and your eyes are quite sensitive so they'll absorb stuff in your mouth if you're just walking around with your mouth open (laughs) it'll float into there up your nose up your bum Bum. wait that mean at the front as well (laughs) yep i float into anywhere so definitely more stringent health and safety for that company how it's still open I do not know. Well, I think by the time the third film comes out, it's not open anymore. definitely closed down. Yeah, the virus has taken poor Frank's life. And And it's a pretty easy survival one. Just wear proper safety equipment. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to Caesar. I'm sure he's teaching his fellow apes humility and that we should get on with man and be friendly to them. No. Or is he (laughs) kicking the butt of Draco? Not quite yet. Caesar, with his ingenious sort of uh, nighttime exploration of the site, breaks out and he goes back to visit Will. And he knows Will keeps his uh, the virus there to give to his dad. I'm sure he keeps it in a locked safe in a basement with a code and many security systems. You're he... nodding, does he? No, he keeps no. it in the fridge next <laughs> to some beer. What? <laughs> I would not be drinking that beer. Well, it's safe, they're not touching. Does he take the beer as well? He does not. Ah. He takes a drug out, realises it's now gas. He goes back to the sanctuary and lets it off everywhere. All so the apes all the now apes become... And... Very smart. And oh. And, uh, he's got an army of super apes. He's got an army of super apes. Okay. And now this is when the defiance comes in. you got Draco Malfoy. Being he's going around. He's got a little cattle prod. He likes to shock the apes when they're being dicks. Why? Well, the apes aren't even being dicks. He just likes to shock them. Oh. He's uh, time for the apes to go back to their cages. All apes return, bar one, Caesar. At which point, Dodge is sort of shocking him. He's like, get back in there. And comes the famous moment when Caesar grabs the uh, cattle prod. prod, that's it, and goes, no! Which I like because they always said the first ape's word was no in the original films. All right. So that that was good. Obviously, Dodge is like, huh? <laughs> Caesar knocks him out, 
drags him into one of the cages, throws him in there, and locks him into one of the cages. He frees all the other apes. Yeah. And locks the other human in the cage. Dodge wakes up, reaches out and unlocks his cage because it's a simple pulling oh, mechanism. Oh, just a latch thing. Okay. And then he comes Apes out. Apes not so smart. Not are so they? smart anymore. Ooh. He comes out. He picks up his cattle prod. He's going to try and take on you. an army of apes with a cattle prod. Pretty much. Earlier in the film, Dodge got Caesar with a hose as a punishment. Yeah. Does he get some sweet revenge? He does. Caesar picks up the hose. I don't think he realizes the what the he's holding prod. is an electrical thing. Now, when he picks up the hose, Dodge has still got the cattle prod, and he's still got it switched on. I personally would have switched off at this point. You want to know what Caesar's going to do. Caesar blasts water at him. He's electrocuted. He dies. He's also pretty badly burnt. Oh, yeah. Electricity will will do that to you, yeah. I'm guessing turning the cattle prod off is is a good call. Also, not trying to single-handedly restrain all the apes in the facility. I mean, apes are strong. They are very Chimps strong. are strong. Gorillas are even stronger. Definitely. And super smart ones that can talk. Even more dangerous to tangle with. If I was in his position, once I'm out the cage, I'm out the front door. Do you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have been a dick to the apes in the first place. Yes. I would have been nice to them. So when they did uprise like this, because there's another employee there and he is nice to them and the apes go to beat him up and Caesar stops him and just calmly walks him into a cage and puts him in there gently. You've been nice. You're a cool dude. If Dodge had done the same, same thing would have happened. Caesar would just gently locked him in there. He wouldn't have been beaten up. He wouldn't have been electrocuted. Yeah. This is a good example of why you shouldn't hire your kids as well. Because they think they can get away with stuff because my dad's the boss. My, yeah, my dad's the boss. I can, I can beat up apes and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Also, more stringent checks on your employees. This entire film, all the workforces so far lack security, st- security checks. checks. Oh, we'll just let you go after being exposed to a deadly <laughs> virus that we know nothing about. Yes, I'll hire my son who's a sociopath and loves beating up apes. I'm sure he won't turn into a serial killer when he's older. Well, he won't now. No, definitely not. But he probably would have done. <laughs> yes, definitely. So how does the rest of Caesar's uprising go? Pretty well, well. actually. They break out the uh, the primate care centre, and they run to the lab. They break out all the other apes, and then go to the zoo. Again, they break out all the apes ah, again. Building an army. They're building an army. They start using weapons at this point. Uh, so they've got spears and stuff. They have spears now. Cool. They run through the city, spearing cars. Causing mayhem. Yeah, they're not aiming to kill people. They're just trying to get through the city. Well, obviously, the police are trying to stop them, <laughs> so they're throwing stuff at the There's police cars. There's an army of apes running through the city? We should probably do something about that uh, then yeah and one day it'll be one guy who's like i'm one day from retirement <laughs> yeah so you know he's gonna die definitely he's gonna get a spear through the head or beaten by a yeah. monkey i wish they had but nothing like that happens unfortunately no. so they keep going along and now we get to the golden gate bridge ah the golden gate bridge the scene of many a final conflict in a film x-men three last stand uh view to a kill james bond film uh loads we named two. That's, but we, there's <laughs> but one there's where loads. a squid attacks the Golden Gate Bridge as well. The monster from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Cool, I'm going to watch that. It messes up the bridge. It the bridge gets up, messed up good. a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, any landmark is movie fodder. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so how do the people deal with the apes? Are they calm or do they No, they freak out. <laughs> the police come. They corner them from either side of the bridge. Caesar and his uh, genius send some apes up high, some apes hey, down we're low. monkeys. We can climb on things. They're apes. <laughs> so we are primates. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's do what primates do. They beat the police up. They're knocking them out. One not killing a- them, not ripping out their throats and no. biting them. And- now, a helicopter, a police helicopter, circling the bridge. The helicopter has Jacobs in it, who was picked up at the lab just after the apes broke out. And he's like, if we kill the leader, the other apes, they won't unite. They'll be everywhere. I should note one of the apes up top is shot and killed by the helicopter. (gasps) This enrages the other apes. Mm. Now, Caesar's pinned down behind a police car. The helicopter's shooting with quite a large machine gun. Buck, the gorilla, is quite close to Caesar because he freed him. Decides, I'm going to mess his helicopter up. Gorilla style. He charges. Gorilla style. He charges at the helicopter and leaps from the bridge. He lands in a helicopter. It spins out of control, crashes down to the bridge, and sort of hangs off the edge of the bridge. Caesar pulls Buck out of the wreckage, holds him in his arms as he dies. So first off, how are you going to survive Buck's death? Well, Buck and the people's death. It started raining quite heavily here. It was nice and sunny. I know. Yeah, how the weather turns. All right, well, it's a a sacrifice thing, isn't it? It's a leap of faith. He knows he's probably not coming back from this. So it's his choice really but uh do the all the people die in the helicopter crash i mean the obvious thing is don't fly so close to the bridge you're a helicopter yeah and you've got a big gun i'm sure you can get further away yeah well take a bigger but, gun like a rocket launcher or a mini gun okay that's a much yeah, bigger just blow the bridge up now everybody else in the helicopter falls out into the water underneath jacobs is left in a helicopter which is tiltering on the edge. Kobo walks up. Kobo he's a looks, bit more beaten up than He's He's Caesar. very scarred. Yeah. He's been a lab chimp his entire life. And he looks at Jacobs, and he puts his foot onto the helicopter. Kobo gently tilts it, and it plummets down to water. I'm guessing from the fall of that height, and Jacobs being in a helicopter, hitting the water with such force, it probably killed him. Yeah, and even if he wasn't, he's trapped in the helicopter, probably messed up from the initial crash. He's, he's not getting out of that. Unless he's got a hidden parachute somewhere. I don't know. An oxygen does. tank. Maybe. No. Or there's a sub <laughs> or the submarine underneath and it saves him. None One of, of that those happens. are extremely unlikely and definitely didn't happen. Yeah, this is all on him. If the initial lab that he'd set up was safer and he'd treated the apes better and hadn't messed up their faces and Treat your animals better if you have to experiment on animals. Yeah, and the the helicopter doesn't need to be so close to the bridge. It doesn't need to be in jumping distance. Why is he even there? Because he's not there with the police, is he? Yeah, he's in the police helicopter. Why have the police picked up Jacobs? Because they land down at the lab after the initial breakout, and Jacobs is like, I know the leader, if we kill him, they will disband, they'll be easy to get, and the sheriff is just like, I've just met you, but jump in my helicopter, let's go get him. Yeah, I'd assume the sheriff probably knows him. Yeah, yeah, must have known. I think Jacobs might be a big name sort of thing. Yeah, or Jacobs is probably paying off the right people to look the wrong way. And Do you this reckon? is where it gets him. He's yeah. Doing that. Possibly. He does push through a lot of uh, things very quickly. A lot of red tape he cuts down. After he gives it a Kobo, I want to go straight to human trials. No, Just don't like do that. that. <laughs> You've not even waited a month to see how. Yeah, he does, doesn't do things by the book, so he probably is paying off some people, yeah, I'd bribes, imagine. Bribes, Chris. Bribes. Look where Everybody it gets loves him. a bribe. <laughs> But, Killed by apes on a bridge in a plane. So, yeah, if you just hadn't flown that close to the bridge in the first place... I mean, a gorilla, they can't jump that far, I don't think. So. No, no. I mean, gorillas, I... Th- oh, I don't know much about gorillas, so please feel free to collect me. C- correct me. Don't collect you? Don't I'm collect collecting me. you now. Jeez, don't do that. 
I, d- I don't think they're tree based as much as some of the smaller ones because no. they're, they're bulkier, aren't yeah. they? They're, yeah. they're a bit bigger, and you'd be hard pressed to find trees that could support their weight because they're, yeah. they're a lot more muscular. Yeah. But there are trees that can support their weight. After the incident on the bridge, the apes continue on their way. They're going to the redwood forest. Will follows them there. Uh, he's like, Caesar, you can't stay here. Come back with me. I'll protect you. Because he knows the humans aren't going to let this go. They're going to come after the apes. Definitely. And, they uh, want that sweet revenge. Of course, they're going to want it. And also, they're probably worth a lot of money, these apes. Yeah. They want them back. Caesar speaks for the second time. Caesar, home. <laughs> okay, I know they're coming for you, but I'm going to let you go. Caesar then climbs the trees. The other apes follow. I'm guessing Buck sort of follows because they're, they're big trees. Caesar then looks out heroically at, at the Golden Gate Bridge as smoke rises from it. The film then cuts to the credits, and now there is a mid-credit scene. Yes. Which uh, is very important for the, the next two films. Yeah. Will's neighbour, the pilot, he's now showing the same signs as Franklin. He's got a nosebleed, he looks unwell. Dripping but he's still blood. going to work. Yeah, he drips blood, but he still decides he still, to go yeah, to work. he still goes to work. He's soldering on. He's going to fly that plane. <laughs> he's going to do it. He's going on a flight from America to Paris. And then it cuts to uh, the credits again, but shows a map. And it shows his plane going over. And it shows more lines coming off of it. And shows the spread of the infection. Yeah. Which then sets up the next two films. Yeah. Which culls the human population to a point where human and ape will eventually come into conflict for resources, food and energy and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Viral survival. Because this is the apocalypse of this film universe, isn't it? It's not yeah. the apes that kill everyone. No. It's the virus that makes the apes smarter so i'm guessing if this virus goes to places like africa and and india places that are heavy in ape and monkey populations then they'll come into conflict and they'll get smarter and they'll get into conflict with surviving people because some people are immune to the virus they have a natural immunity james franco's character will is not one of them no he doesn't come back for the sequel he makes a cameo in the sequel via an old videotape like his role in alien covenant <laughs> exactly like that yeah but is that what that... he does now he goes i'm only going to be in this film if i'm in a video and my character's already dead okay james if that's what you want that makes but... no sense but okay well we right weren't even going to cast you in this film but no, no i'll do that's it what you but want, i'll do it fine <laughs> go guess. for it then you make some weird choices, James Franco. But yeah, so with a viral apocalypse, I don't think we've done any, or at least any that were not zombies. Yeah. Your best chance is to hope that you're immune or to keep clear of uh, large human populations. Hope that you don't catch the virus and wander around in a hazmat suit. You're going to get a gale of all the gifts ending. Exactly, yeah, where you're confined to one room forever. Except instead of crazy zombie children, you've got smart apes. That might help you. They're not unreasonable, are they? They're not mindless killer apes. They're willing to work with you if you respect them and respect their territory. Caesar doesn't want to kill humans. I mean, when they're on the bridge, one of the apes goes to kill a human and Caesar stops them. So they only knock them out. I think when he killed Dodge as well, that was by accident. He's not had lessons in electricity no, i mean he knows it now but yeah and i'm sure james franco must have gone don't put your finger in that plug don't do caesar it caesar goes why why oh that's why because draco gets cooked okay oh. it's, it'd be weird if caesar kept referring to him as draco it would be cool <laughs> but, but but weird but weird so, and out of context yeah. yeah you don't need to worry about the apes 
too much. Yeah, they just want to get on with their stuff, which is fair enough. Yeah. So I'm right in saying that's the end of the film, isn't it? That's, that's how. That's, that's the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're coming back to this universe definitely in future episodes of the podcast. But until then, Chris, apes aside, it's news time. We're starting off with some sad news. It's it's been a sad week for a number of reasons. Um, but uh, we're gonna stay focused on film stuff. And uh, Roger Moore sadly passed away this week at the age of eighty nine. That's some good innings there, Roger. Obviously playing james bond for a number of films i don't want to get too down on this but let's remember roger moore he's one of the better bonds have you got any favorite moments from his films live and let die when he runs across is it the alligators or the crocodiles classic roger moore i mean it, it wasn't roger moore that did that it was a stuntman but well but obviously yeah but it was you know it's it was, an epic moment isn't yeah it? great stuff I do like his rivalry with um, Jaws. He's got a two-film rivalry. I think Jaws is, is one of the more memorable Bond villains. And I like their dynamic because in the first uh, film, I think The Spy Who Loves Me, they get into some pretty memorable tussles. I think Jaws kills a shark. Yeah, he bites it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's called Jaws and he kills a shark. He kills oh, a shark, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they sort of become frenemies in moonraker where Jaws yeah. appears again and there's some space shenanigans we'll say <laughs> fair enough <laughs> shenanigans in space uh the, yeah the more films have a, a a light-hearted i won't say campy tone but it does border on that he played it for a more uh comedic role definitely yeah did you know he, he did... wouldn't drown someone in a sink would he <laughs> No, Daniel Craig. That was more of a Sean Connery and Dan. Well, obviously Daniel Craig, but Sean, Sean Connery, Connery would have done drowned it. someone in a sink. Timothy Dalton would have drowned someone in a sink. Do you reckon? Definitely, he was Daniel Craig's Bond before Daniel Craig was. Those Dalton films are underrated, but yeah, Moore's great. And his last uh, Bond film was we mentioned. We mentioned it before. A View to a Kill with the Golden Gate Bridge blimp fight, which also uh-huh. has a sick guitar rift in it. I'm not ashamed to say that. Can you do it? I can't do it, but it is pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him. He was a sad loss. Did you know he actually played Bond technically before Sean Connery? Did he play him in a TV show or? A... Yeah, he played him in a like a, a comedy sketch show, a more exaggerated version of how he played Bond seriously, like in a the parody films. version. Yeah. Do you know what TV show this was? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I just know that he did it though. Did you get it from a credible source? Yes forgot what the source was the internet but i know for a fact that's true <laughs> okay uh well whether that's true or not yeah he's he one of the great bonds and he really lived up to the role and he really embraced it and, and didn't shy away from it i think he's one of the few that actively embraced it and he's written books bond on bond and he's he's been, really been part of it and embraced it and he's a good chap he did unicef stuff as well yeah he done a lot of ambassador work and that lot didn't he yeah. from the 90s onwards so yeah so he took his fame and, and did something good with it, which yeah. is great. And it, it sucks that, that he's no longer with us. I'm sorry to bring the tone down even more, Chris, but it's some more sad news. Zack Snyder has handed over directing duties of the Justice League film to Josh Whedon after the passing of his, his daughter. Now, Zack, he wanted to dive into his work, but he's taken time off to obviously be with his, his family and support them all through this dark time 
uh, which is understandable and I applaud him for being smart enough to to go Justice League is just a film his family is more important so I, I, I applaud that from him he, but, I don't like his work essentially and I, I, I've, I've been on this podcast and berated his films but he's He's, he's still a bloke and I think he needs this time but isn't most of filming for Justice League and stuff done anyway yeah so I think jo- Josh Whedon will just be overseeing any additional reshoots that's probably added lines that need to be put in um, scenes that they wanted that they didn't get to shoot but now that they've done most of the editing they go oh, okay we need this dialogue scene I think Whedon is smart enough because uh, Whedon and, and, and Zack Snyder, they're two very different directing beasts, aren't they? They're, they're very... <laughs> beasts. They're two different guys creatively. Mm. Snyder's more of a visual guy and, and he's kind of embraced this dark tone that the DCEU has created, whereas Whedon, he's character-driven and witty quips and, and things like that, and he's not as visual. But I, I'd say... Whedon's a smart guy. He's not going to go in and sort of try and take over the project. I think, and I hope what he's going to do is sort of respect Zack Snyder's vision and go, okay, this scene could do with maybe a one-liner, but I'm not going to go over the top and rewrite the whole thing. If he does go crazy, then it's going to be a, a film shot like Zack Snyder's with very occasional josh whedon out of place quippy scenes which i'd rather have a complete whole film than a choppy whedon snyder mashup and i think he's i think whedon's clever enough to go okay i'm gonna respect what snyder's trying to do whether i agree with it or not and i'm gonna make it just to not piss him off because i'm in the dc eu now and i don't want to piss off Zack snyder He's got a lot of sway in the, in in this universe because he created it. And visually, I think the universe is more his style than anyone else's. So, um, I reckon he's going to go in and change it completely. <laughs> he's going to go in. He's going to sit down. We're going to reshoot everything. Where's Iron Man? <laughs> we got to do several scenes a day <laughs> to get it done within the month. That would be impossible to do. No, I could do it. Couldn't do it well. A film a month, easy. No way. Yeah, do you do you agree? I know you're playing for jokes, or do you really think he'd go? I think he'd put his own spin on it, his own flair on it. Mate, I don't think he's got enough time to. He will do it because he's gonna go in there with an MCU mindset. I don't. And be think like, this he... needs more color. This needs more. I don't know. Shield throwing. <laughs> no, I think he's smarter than that. I think he's smarter than you, obviously. <laughs> I think this will have minimal <laughs> impact on on the film overall. Uh, should we get to some trailers now, Chris, that have come out this week? Game of Thrones, did you watch it? <laughs> nope. No? Shall I tell you what happens in it? Um, it shows some dragons. You probably saw Daenerys. You have seen it. I imagine that you see King's Landing. Uh, you've probably seen Jon Snow. I suspect... Uh, Tyrion probably pops up in it somewhere. Uh, Littlefinger's probably makes an appearance. Sansa probably does. Arya probably does. You're just naming characters. There's probably something about... There's probably somebody saying winter has come, winter's no. arrived. 
if they're still saying winter is coming, I'm going to be pissed off no. because winter's there. Chris. They've they've said already in one of the earlier seasons they're like winter has arrived, sort of thing. I was like, oh, finally, it's here. Cool weather, lovely. There's probably some snow. nudity. No nudity in the trailers. That's Shall I just tell you? you, you, Go on, go on. You've essentially said most of it. There's one of Daenerys' dragons flying over a Dothraki horse tribe. I think they're they're ready to attack or they're pillaging parts of uh, Westeros. Tyrion's there on a cliff looking at some dragons. Cersei is talking smack. Oh, enemies to the west and the east. And She's always talking smack. <laughs> yeah. We're the only Lannisters left. The, the the only Lannisters that matter. Fuck Tyrion. <laughs> Be nice to Tyrion. Jon Snow's getting king in the north chance. So he's obviously uh, about to kick some serious butt. Uh, we don't see any of the White Walkers, so we're That's not upsetting. sure what they're all about. And... Yeah, we see Arya in some snow, so winter is there, Chris. It's definitely about to snow. The weather has changed. Uh, there was also a Spider-Man trailer, but I didn't watch it. Because I've seen enough! Yeah, I, oh, I did watch it. Sure, I watched it. <laughs> I just gave away more. So this, this spoiled the only ten minutes that it didn't spoil. Yeah, pretty much. I know exactly how it's going to start and end. I even know the exact dialogue in the middle. <laughs> oh, it must be Sony cutting these trailers. I can't see Marvel cutting Because the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers, I know James Gunn had a big part in cutting them because he didn't want people to be able to pick apart the story from the trailers. Sony or Marvel or whoever's doing this, not so smart. Because they've cut it really linear, beat for beat. I can't remember another Marvel film that has spelt it out as much as this trailer has. So I'm assuming it has to be Sony. That's a fair assumption. I don't. I don't want to lay blame on Sony unfairly, but from their track record of previous Spider-Man films, I mean, I think there was a stupid amount of footage that they released for the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think it worked out to like the equivalent of twenty minutes of the film, really, or close to from clips and trailers that they showed. Wow, twenty minutes of a film. I know there's been a, a clip come out. That's about three or four minutes long from the film. Is that from Sony? Well, I don't know. It's um, the thumbnail was Tony Stark holding coat hangers with two tops on. <laughs> Have you seen it? Then? No, I'm no. not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from as much as possible because I've seen too much already. It's no good, Chris. No good at all. Finally, there were some pictures released for Star Wars Episode Eight. I take it you've not seen any of these. I've been avoiding everything. Everything. The pictures don't give too much away. Is Mark Hamill and um, Daisy Ridley hanging out on that island. Uh, we it's off the some... coast of Ireland. Yeah, island. yeah, it's the British Isles, yeah. Come see our sites. We need uh, Yeah, we tourism. need tourism. <laughs> yeah, so, so great stuff. The only really new bits of information or things that I didn't know is there's uh, some photos of a casino set and some casino gamblers goers interesting aliens and um, Benicio Del Toro's character we also see he's the collector from First Guardians of the Galaxy his character's name is DJ apparently DJ yeah he looks like a kind of suave smuggler kind of guy he's a bad guy though isn't he I think he is yeah Yeah. I think some people were speculating it'd be a, a knight of Ren but from the picture, I don't think he looked Is like Is he going to be a, a, the new Han Solo, but a bad version? Possibly. 
his costume looks like he's a bit of a rogue Smuggler. kind of gangster that was yeah. sort of after Han Solo in episode 7 so okay. there's a possibility uh, he could mm. be a, the anti Han Solo but we'll have to wait and see and check out what he's all about uh, in the film so yeah that's pretty much it if you want to contact us and go ape on us oh no for our lack of monkey initiative uh, you can email us no not monkeys <laughs> email us uh, we can survive that at gmail.com or get us on the Twitter sphere at We Could Survive. Leave us reviews and suggestions for other films you want us to cover. Next week, it'll be either Wonder Woman or something related to Wonder Woman. That's coming out pretty so- soon. We're going to get on to that, Chris. We're not going to the Wonder Woman women only screening that people have been losing their minds about, are we? It's sold out. Is it sold out? It is. It's sold out. Yeah. We could get tickets even if we wanted to. I think it proved so popular because it was like just a cinema in Texas that they're going to um, spread it out to other cinemas around a few other states in America. Okay. There'll be more complaints, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're going to piss off anyone, piss off the Texans. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's it. You want to end the show? Surviving monkeys and apes and things. Keep on surviving. Keep topped up on your vaccines for you know monkey well, viruses <laughs> well you've all been listening to we could survive that your weekly survival well, not guide everyone everyone some is hearing this right it, now yeah some people have had it on in the background in the background while yeah. doing other things yeah like ironing and stuff well they've been listening then yeah now to iron you go <laughs> down <laughs> well anyway thank you all for listening i'm going to see you all next week with whatever jack said it was i don't listen when you oh, speak no, not surprised until then <laughs> I was going to make some ape noises, but I'm not going to bother. Please don't. Until then, you've made keep it on through the, You've made it through the episode <laughs> without making any so far. Why spoil it? You're no. going to say keep on surviving. <laughs> Until then, keep on surviving and respect all animals. Yes. Don't cattle prod them, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs>